still under construction. The Article 7 Podcast. feel like saying welcome back. I'm recording two podcasts at the same time here. So this episode is number three of the Under Construction series. Episode two was released yesterday. And that information I just gave is absolutely useless if this is your first time listening. So starting over. Hello, I'm Andy Jago, and this is the Article 7 podcast collecting the sermons and other ministry at Bethany Lutheran Church located at 2501 Beacon Hill Road in Alexandria, Virginia. Find us at www.bethany, that is B-E-T-H-A-N-Y dash L-C-M-S dot O-R-G. Since I got a little behind here, uh, I'm just going to uh, share a little bit of some congregational news here in the introduction, and then we'll get right into sermon with a little special music by C2W. That stands for Created to Worship at the end. Uh, so, little information first. Our next major series, uh, which is going to go on for 31 episodes, is The Story. Uh, the news uh, that I'm sharing with the story that's coming to Bethany Lutheran Church beginning Sunday, September 13th. So this month I've been meeting with teachers and uh, group leaders and sharing the vision of our church learning in community from September until the end of April. In the last two weeks even, I've gotten together a beacon uh, that's our uh, congregational newsletter, a little supplement to put in with that with a daily reading guide and some discussion questions that I hope will be especially useful to our monthly small groups that meet. Uh, also, uh, we have weekly groups, and we've been talking to our Sunday school teachers. I mean, this is something that I think is going to affect just about everything we do at our church, learning the Bible for 31 weeks. So that's uh, there's a certain vision that I want people to catch that's based on that. Wait, the reason why we're doing the story, um, and this is a particular program that comes out of Zondervan Publishing House, uh, is because of a particular teaching tool that this program uses, which I think is extremely helpful, something that we can reinforce every week uh, and gives us a good basis for continued study of God's Word at Bethany Lutheran Church. So uh, next week when we get together for this podcast, I'm going to share a little bit more about that teaching tool and the vision and a little more news about the different groups uh, that you can join to study with us and join this learning community. Meanwhile, keep track of the uh, news network that we have, the Bethany BBE (laughs) <laughs> that stands for Bulletin. That's the weekly bulletin on Sunday. The Beacon, our monthly newsletter, and E-News, which comes out every week, gives you a little extra news, uh, extra from uh, that week's uh, bulletin. Uh, also, you can check into, as I said, bethany-lcms.org. Jolly good. Well, next, part three of Under Construction and chapter three of Ephesians to give us the next step in the building of a church. And after that, a little C2W created to worship. Stay tuned.
Jesus, dear Christian friends. Were you looking for this? Seems like almost every Sunday someone is. We were all look, looking for a way, you know, where our, when our buildings were built here, a little bit different from 21st century construction, 21st century, I, I noticed in my house and most places that were built in recent years, you have to have a power outlet on just about every wall, right? That's just the way we are. We consume a lot of power in this day and age. So here in our church, you know, it seems like whenever we have extra things that we need to set up, a projector or something like that in the Sunday school rooms, we're always looking for one of these <laughs> so that we can find that power outlet and plug in. Dear Christian friends, the word power is a word that we are going to explore today in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Once again, let me encourage you to bring your Bible from home, uh, especially if that's something that has a lot of notes and highlights and so forth and uh, something that helps you in your daily devotions. We want to encourage you to do that and you may be in the habit of bringing that to church and Sunday school as well. Uh, if you did not do that, that's okay. We have you covered. You have a pew Bible in front of you, and if you would like to follow along, page 977, 977 in your pew Bible. We've been reading through the book of Ephesians, since that comes up in the lectionary here in late summer, and uh, it's a wonderful way, especially as we, uh, we think about the church, we think about growing as a church or building a church, if you will, not constructing it necessarily in the physical sense, but the only way to truly build the church uh, which is following the pattern that St. Paul lays out here. And we're going to start here in chapter 3, verse 1. Paul writes, For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So we're up to verse 6 there. And Paul giving a little pathos, a little emotion in his speech connecting this to his being a prisoner for Christ. Just in case we want to, to forget how important the gospel, the saving message that Christ died for us and raises us to new life in his resurrection, Paul writes that is, that's how we begin to build the church. We had that in chapter 2. Chapter 1 was we, God has a plan for us to unite heaven and earth we are a part of his plan. We can't begin there without the power of the gospel. Just in case we were going to forget, I am in chains for this gospel. That's how important this message is. We sacrifice all, even death, for this wonderful message of salvation. And he writes that it has been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets. That brings us back to last week, laying the foundation on the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus as a cornerstone. We hear the word mystery in this section, and that, that's probably the closest we get to Paul giving us, you know, seeing the, the, the background of the Ephesian church here. And if you read Acts chapter 19, if you want to make a little notation in your Bible, Acts 19 is where you, you understand that there's, there's people who were seeking power in the wrong place. 
through these mystery cults, through witchcraft. And they were bringing their scrolls and spells and so forth down in the Ephesian church. They burned them. And that was a sign of how this faith, this gospel that, 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 was, that Paul is proclaiming in Ephesus, how that had taken root in that church. The mystery of Christ, which is where true power indeed lies. And that's what Paul gets into. Just one verse further here in verse 7. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which is given me by the working of his power. This is the first of three times Paul writes the word dynamos, dynamite, dynamic power. With dynamite, we hear you know, explosion, concussive force, dynamic, something that has energy. It's moving. I think both of those were both of those those ways that our English language captures that word are appropriate to what Paul is bringing in this text. The working of his power. Paul was knocked off his horse blinded and heard the voice of Christ saying, go out and preach this gospel of salvation. That's how Paul experienced that power. That's how he was called as an apostle. And with that calling in verse 8, to me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace, this free gift was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in, heavenly, in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is for your glory. Boldness and confidence. That's something that, that sometimes, you know, boldness does go hand in hand. With, in Paul's writing and the teachings of Christ Jesus, it goes hand in hand with humbleness of bowing your knees before the Lord. But that may be, that may be a part of life in the church we're tempted to gloss over. Forgetting that when the Holy Spirit came down at Pentecost, it was with great boldness that the apostles went out to the streets to preach. Christ crucified and him risen for us. And you see right there, that's where the power comes from. This power that called Paul as an apostle wasn't because of all of Paul's learning and education, which was vast. wasn't just because he was just a, an excellent person to, to bring this. No, he was dragging Christians out of their homes and breathing murderous threats. Imagine that on when you're calling a pastor, having that being in the biography. <laughs> but no, Paul understands this is God's power. This is what gives us our boldness. This is what gives us our confidence when we are aligning ourselves as Bethany Lutheran Church with kingdom goals. Not something that is self-serving because we just want to be the biggest church here on this uh, Route 1 corridor. But when we align with the heart of God, with his compassion for the lost, with the message of salvation that has to be, has to be preached from this place when, we, when it has been received out into the world, that is where the boldness and confidence comes from. And hence, Paul's prayer here in verse 14. 
For this reason, I bow my knees. That sounds like someone we sang. I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power, dynamos, through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength, to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Dear Christian friends, are we too cautious Are we too hesitant sometimes to ask of the Lord what he can do here in this place? That you may be filled with the fullness of God. Paul writes that as a prayer, knowing that God can accomplish just that in his people. That we can be filled with his fullness. That power is already at work here. That power is already present among us. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We are here because we seek that power. We seek that gospel message. We want the Lord to get rid of all of our sinfulness, all of our selfishness. That power is at work within us. We come here to receive his body and blood for strength and forgiveness. That power is at work within us. We come here to be strengthened so that we can work his kingdom in this world. That power is at work within us. So Paul concludes now to him who is able. Maybe right in the margin, a little note, with God, all things, all things are possible. Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. What a, what a powerful doxology, capturing the power at work within us. It's that power at work already within the church that God wants to unleash upon this world and upon our lives. This past week, an African immigrant ministry called for a three-day fast and prayer. They, they do this every month now. This, was, this wasn't just one day, it was three days. When asked if he was doing that, this is for a previous fast and prayer, I asked Pastor Davis's son, Joe Jr., if you know, he was doing that. He said, yes, I want my breakthrough, Pastor. I want my breakthrough. I, wanna, I want here to be filled with the fullness of God. Sometimes just giving up food for a little bit empties us gets us ready to receive what the Lord wants us to have, which is his power, which is his mercy, his grace, his glory, grounded in love, rooted and grounded in love, rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's such an amazing power. That's such an amazing forgiveness. It cannot be comprehended, the mystery of this love throughout all the ages that wants you, that wants me, as part of this divine family. 
We cannot comprehend that mystery. But that is the reality. And now, now, to him who is able to do all, all that we could even think or ask or imagine, now, church, Bethany Lutheran, it is time, now it is time for us to be bold in our prayers. To say, Lord, now that we have received this love, how do we share it? How do we unleash it upon your wor- this world that we live in? So next week, dear brothers and sisters, in chapter 4, Paul's going to tell us to get to work. He's going to show us how to do it. Please join me. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds forever on Christ Jesus. Please rise for prayer.
bless you and keep you. The Lord may his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. <laughs> 